Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you listen today. Today's episode of Tree Talk 189. We are at now. Uh, we're pre-recording. I'm heading away to America this Wednesday. So hopefully I'll be in San Francisco by the time this goes out. Um, we've lot to look back on from a weekend, a busy weekend of action. We had the both senior football teams in action. We also had Camogie. We've other business to forward to. And we're slowly creeping towards that semi-final. So do stay tuned for all that and more. The impression of the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second out there from the war court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No if, no but. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. Recording on a Monday evening, Matt, I'd say for the first time. How are you keeping after? I suppose it was a very busy weekend. Yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm very, very good, Jack. Um, um but uh, mixed feelings um because of the results. But it, it was um uh, the overriding one is one of great satisfaction personally for the simple reason that it was my first full weekend back. And ah. um I was absolutely delighted to get out and about as I used to be before things happened you know and um yeah. it's it's it um it, there was no feeling not there's no feeling like it you know i was i was like a young fella taken off on 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 um on saturday for Capital Moor. so and you know and we had we had the ladies football yesterday so it was it was an opportunity to see two of the limerick teams and we'll be discussing them in depth but before we go jack i want to wish you a very good holiday have a great time yeah. You exactly. deserve it, but please, please don't come back with an American slang of any description. <laughs> There's no getting rid of the, uh, the Palestinian slang I have anyway. Thank God. Am I maybe coming home in time for because the we, we might be arguing with you about it, but we love the Palestinian accent. Yeah, you'll be able to hear it in uh, the game. I suppose the game isn't fixed yet, but I'll be home just before the Palestinian versus Badlanders game. So if you hear it, an American accent in the crowd, it could be me, but I, I'd be very surprised if there's any sort of a twinge coming from... We're moving down to West Coast, so I mean... There you, won't won't be... Won't, you won't be in goals, will you, Jack? No, I suppose my my playing days could potentially be over. They're definitely over for this year. Well, please, God, I'll be back next year, but uh, there's another level uh, probably going to be in goals. So I'd say we'll be, be in safe hands. There's a few goalies in the club now. There's that's coming from underage as well. So that position I, I, was about, I, was offer, I was about to offer the referee for the day my services as an umpire. <laughs> no, I don't think I, I we'd have you in there for by Landers plan, maybe so, for some other day. But um there will be a preview of the football coming. We're going to record it later on to be out the week before the games. I'll be back then in time for the hurling. But before we kind of get into the games of the weekend, Matt, I suppose you want to send our condolences to the family of William Mulcahy. I know you had another name for the men, but another gale lost from Limerick GA, so send the condolences there. Yeah, Jack, you know, a lot of good things happened over the weekend, but it, it was all tinged with sadness because um, William Mulcahy was 
Billy Hallis, he was famously known as, um, more commonly known as. Um, apart from being a very good friend of mine, you know, he, he was a very good friend of an awful lot of people. And um, he he was a dedicated, I'd say he was a dedicated, you know, to say he was a dedicated GA man is probably an understatement. He was a dedicated sportsman because he was very, very much into coursing. And in his younger days, um, he, he was into athletics. But he, he would have been known in recent years um, particularly for um, uh, he used to do the, the public address um, in Fitzgerald Park in Kilmallock, calling out the teams and all that sort of thing. He, he was doing it right up to less than two years ago. And um, he, he was very efficient and very clinical about the way he went about his business. And, of course, he, he, he's the father of, of, of Liam Mulcahy, the well-known physiotherapist, um, who, who has been involved with many Limerick County teams and many Limerick club teams, and also the father of Johnny Mulcahy of FNM, a man that's very, very involved with the FNGA club and also very, very involved with the, the Black Rock FN Camogie club and um, was recently involved with him in, in, in their quest for failure honours. And um, his passing... Um, Billy Hall's passing um, has has left a void that Jack that will be very very hard to fill um, in the sporting organisations in which he was involved, the community in which in which he lived, and and to Bridey, um, Liam, Johnny, and Elaine, um, I just want you know to send our deepest sympathy at, the, at this very 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 sad time, and indeed to their extended family and his grandchildren. Uh, our deepest sympathy. It's as I said, it's a difficult time when you lose somebody, and um, yeah, he, he's you know his his death was uh, sort of unexpected at the finish, and um, uh, you know the community was shocked um, uh, when it when it when it was became known last Thursday morning that that he had passed on, and and um, may Billy Mulcahy, um, Billy Hall. May he rest in peace. He has left an indelible legacy and an indelible mark in the community and the sporting organisations which he served. Yeah, we record that simply to the Mulcahy family. Um, moving into the games we had at the weekend, Matt, I suppose we'll start in Parky Cueve because it brought a curtain down on the 2022 season for Billy Lee and his men. And I, I think the Slimmer team have kind of gone past the stage of moral victories and that they lost last year, I think it was eight or nine points against Cork, and this year it was only five. But realistically, looking at the game, it was definitely a missed opportunity. Cork weren't really at the races, and Limerick weren't really either. They had a lot of uncharacteristic wides in the first half and drop balls, which they've been very clinical this year, and they're missing that edge. And we'll talk about the black card in a minute, um, which was very contentious, I think. But... It's a disappointing one, I suppose. We'll, we'll start with that. And we can look at the positives of the year in, in a whole in a few minutes. But just on yesterday, it's, it's a mischance. Probably a mischance. You, 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 you could say that, Jack. But uh, the, the first thing that, that we would have to say, and, and full credit to Billy Lee and, and his management team, is the way that they responded um, from the drubbing that they got in the Munster football final. And yeah. we, we, we were speaking here 
last week when we, when we were looking forward to this game and we we concluded um that apart from from um having um home advantage which Cork at home advantage uh, that they also had the advantage of having played a game since they got drugged by Kerry. And I suppose, essentially, that might have been the key in, in, in the getting over the line because Limerick really, really put it up to them. But, Jack, th- th- there's one thing that we can never question about this Limerick team, and I'm not going to repeat it for, for the umpteen time and quote the examples of it. We cannot for one minute underestimate their resilience. And their, 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 you know, their, 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 their um, capacity to face and meet a challenge head on, and that's what they were facing. They were facing last last Saturday, now or Sunday. Now, I, 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 quite honestly, when you came to the predictions um, last week, I did say I thought Cork would win for the reasons that I've already outlined. But I did, I did think as well that Limerick would give a damn good show, a damn good account of themselves. They probably more than did that, Jack. They probably did give us a good account of themselves, which was nearly enough to win the game. But unfortunately, it didn't. And you touched on it there about the the, 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 the black card for Gordon Brown. It was while Gordon was off the field that the whole dynamic of the game changed and Cork posted 1-3. And like Limerick, Limerick still came back and kept coming back. You know, and it's it's to their credit. And, and, and Cork were never assured of a place in, in, in the quarter-final draw this morning until until they, 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 they planted away that penalty. So, full, mark, full marks to Limerick. I, 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 think in, I think it was a very, very good performance and a very, very good... And, like, if you put it into context, um, Jack, this is the Limerick team that went to Ennis and beat Clare. We have seen Clare now who have beaten Meath, and Roscommon, two counties from the higher echelons of the standings of the rankings, let's say, and they're into a quarter final. So that puts it into context where Limerick are at, you know. And um, I, 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 you know, it's going to be a huge step up, and not fasting forward now or anything. Um, but it, it, it's going to be a huge step up into Division Two next year. But by God, Billy Lee has a lot of the groundwork done with his team. And he has, you know, he has benchmarked his team. He benchmarked them against Clare. Now, he probably benchmarked them to a certain degree against Kerry without much success. He certainly benchmarked them yesterday. And he must be quite happy um, that, he's, that, he's, that his squad will, will, will be able to compete when, when they take the step up. And Jack, taking the step up, is something that's only going to it's only going to mean further improvement. Because there is no doubt in my mind if you know we wouldn't be having this conversation now if Limerick was still languishing in Division Four. That's no disrespect no. to Division Four. Somebody somebody has to be in Division Four. You know, but um like um Limerick had a very, very two two, not one, but two very successful seasons. In Division Three, before getting out of it, you know, and let's hope, let's hope that um, uh, yesterday's defeat will augur well for when Limerick return to action again, which will be possibly, well, major action anyway, because we'll probably have the McGrath Cup at the start of the year um, next year. But when they recover to uh, rec- 
return to main action, which would be the which will be the league. Yeah, look, it, it, it's good that a five point loss to Cork is when you're kind of disappointed about, and as you rightly said, that there has been growth and development, and I suppose every year they've been taken off a box and. 20 was promotion in 19 it was, or 21 it was staying up 2022 it was promotion again and the Munster final and winning two games in the championship and I suppose there's only so much progress you can make in a year and there's always going to be the likes of Derry and I suppose even Armagh now they're kind of exceptions to the rule even though Armagh have been building for a few years under Kieran McGinney but Limerick are going in the right direction I suppose they still kicked 116 against Cork now Cork did look a bit porous in the fence and you would be worried about them going forward against Dublin, we'll have a brief look at the draw in a while. Huge positives to take, um, I think, from an attacking standpoint for the year. And I suppose black, that black card, Cork, to, to their credit, really met hay while the sun was shining in those 10 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that was probably the, the defining period because when you hit one three in a, you know, in, in a tight situation like that, it, it, give, it gives the opposition a mountain to climb. But fair juice to Limerick, they responded, Jack. Fair juice yeah. to them, they responded, you know. And um, like Limerick got some very, very good scores. Adrian Inright was in great form. He kicked four points. You know, yeah. if you get a wing forward that, that kicks four points from you, or you, you'll have him all day, you know. And um, uh, I'm not so sure we should be surprised about that because, like, Adrian Inright is a damn good footballer, Jack, and sometimes his contribution to the Limerick team, and indeed, I think, was a small bit under the radar, you know. And um, if, if, if you know, a probably big game player, I think, a bit, you know, if if if, if you if you recall, he was also very effective in Croke Park in the Division Four final. So, um, yeah. um, but you know, uh, like that, 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 look, Jack. Um, you, possibly you can't take one game in isolation, but it's a year that has been laced with positives, Jack. Laced with positives as far as Billy Lee, and B B Billy Lee isn't getting beyond himself. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, he he has he has a conceived plan, and he's sticking to it. You know, and he's he's not expecting miracles. You know, yeah. he's working hard at any one time. For what he thinks what he thinks is achievable or attainable. Yeah, I think uh, I know I mentioned Derry and Armagh, but I suppose Clare is probably a model that Limerick will be looking at probably more closer. The work Colin Collins has done is very akin to Billy Lee, and I'm sure that whatever piece was done about Colin Collins on the Sunday game, that would have been the same for Billy Lee if Limerick had managed to get over the line, even though the work is still being done. But it's not going to be a linear progress. It's not going to be consistently up. There's going to be bumps in the road. And Clare have recovered from penalties to to get back to an, to get to an All Ireland quarter final. Limerick recovered from the the drubbing at the hands of Kerry to push Cork all the way, but we're just that bit sharp. But one thing that this year that there's great squad depth there. We made no made huge references to the fact that there was missing loads of players in your starting team. You had. Danny Neville and Tommy Childs kind of Brian Fanning gone for a while, which even outside that, the likes of Seamus and Carroll, Seamus Carroll and them are, aren't there anymore. And yesterday there was four. David, David, David Hanley, Patrick Scanlon. Yeah, there's loads. There is, there was four, uh, I suppose, newcomers into the side and like you wouldn't hardly notice it. Um, maybe in the forwards it didn't work so seamlessly, but um, I thought Jim at, at cornerback was brilliant. And obviously Gordon Brown got two points and the black card will be the big talking point, but... 
for me, Gordon does nothing wrong there. He's continuing his run. I'd say he never looks at the men, but that's a different story. But like we didn't see Robbie Childs. I know he had a couple of injuries. There's, there's a few more lads there. Um, Peter Nash came into the team and sat in seamlessly. James Docton had his best year, I think, in, in the Green of Limerick. That these fellas are kind of hitting, a lot of them are hitting prime age. And you have younger lads then, I suppose. Dear McKilly was kind of making the squad this year and a few more. So there are a lot of green shoots there for Limerick. And if, if they can continue to develop next year, it's going to be about survival. But they showed against Cork that they could very well be have beaten Cork. You know, it's, it's disappointing that the season ends like that. But there's no reason not to look forward to next year. Yeah, Jack, but, um, you know, the, 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 there's a comparison between Clare and um, a stark comparison between Clare and Limerick. And, you know, the message from the two of them, and I suppose it's no coincidence that that both of them are very much on an upward trajectory on the football ladder. And I think Colm Collins is on his eighth or ninth year as player yeah. manager. And Billy Lee has six years done as Limerick manager. So if, if, if a county board is prepared to put in a guy there and be patient, and, um, and if, 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 if the guy has a plan, which we know Billy had from the start, um, but Billy went through t- some turbulent years, but he stuck with it, and he stuck to his principles, and, and we see what it is. Where we, Jack, um, if we were having this conversation at the start of the year, I don't think hand in heart that we would be reflecting on the type of year that Limerick footballers have had. You couldn't have had, you couldn't have anticipated it. No. Like you would, you would have, you would have honestly said um, that that um, the first thing that Limerick had to do um, was consolidation in Division Three, and um, like um, it, you know, um, it was as if promotion wasn't in the vocabulary. It didn't come into discourse, and um, uh, and then to think that for the first year, and I don't know how long. Limerick won two Munster football championship matches and reached the, their first Munster final in 12 years. Now, the Munster final didn't turn out to be what we would have liked, any of us would have liked to be. But they yeah. came back through the through the qualifiers and, you know, gave Cork such a run for it on their, in their own patch. You, you only just wonder, um, had the game been in Limerick, would it have turned the tables? Uh, well, they've, they've definitely been better on the road, but I suppose Cork probably get a bit, a bit of a, a flurry when the black card comes and the crowd get behind you and you you score straight away. And I, I'm not going to refer anymore to the black card. I've, I've had my say on that. But that's for Limerick uh, to look to next year. Again, I don't think Gordon anything wrong. So it's not a case of Limerick's indiscipline costume. Um, and look, the ref was obviously told something because he lets play go on and you work as a free to level it, so I think he's, he was told, so you can't even blame the ref there. Hugh Burke, as I just mentioned there, had a brilliant game as well, five to cover the free-taking duties. Um, I think Josh has been injured as well. Um, you know, you've already worked, or either him, one or the other starting is is a great place to be, but um, look, that's that's Limerick season over. There's been a lot, a lot of high points, and we've been through in, in loads so far this year. One more high points than low points, Jack. Yeah, that's that has to be the message, and it'll be raw for a few days for those lads, and they'll probably get a week, and they'll be back with their club, so they probably won't have time to reflect on it fully until their club campaigns mm-hmm. comes to an end. But they've given so much joy. Um, yeah, to the you know, 
they're going back to their clubs in a situation where they can um, reflect on their year with, on the green jersey with no little satisfaction and they should pride in what they have achieved over the year. Yeah, and you know, this is it's an ongoing journey. It's not as if it's an aging squad that'll are coming to an end, you know, like there's a lot of players and in coming coming to the primary careers, the older lads don't really show any signs of slowing down, the likes of Donald Sullivan and Ian Corbett and Darren Tracing and like they're still at the peak of their powers and you know, you've great leaders there on and off the field. There's no reason and there's academy work has been done and you know it's it's not gonna be as quick as the hurling because that's just out of this world what the hurlers have been able to do in such a short period of time. But it's great to see those crowds are building ever so slightly and you know it's good to it's good for the players that the work they're doing is being acknowledged and they're getting the crowds there and that next spring, or I suppose as you mentioned the McGrath Cup, but when we have the first round of the league, it could be Dublin, it could be Kerry, you know, it could be Clare, it could be Derry, like you very possible that the All Ireland champions will be in that division, you know, there's gonna be a good crowd for Limerick and they can build on this journey that you know it has probably started in twenty seventeen, you know, when Billy first came onto the scene and you only seen the fruits of the last three years, but it's a really long journey and they're, they're getting there and getting there and getting there. So I just wanna it's thirteenth of June that we're recording and the Limerick footballers season is finished. And it's not like the previous years where COVID kind of impacted it. Like, we haven't seen the full split season in effect yet, but I saw it was there was a Westmead hurler put it up that he was actually happy that the season was over and they had a chance to do things. From what we've seen so far, would you see the split season is, is working? Or would you be in favour of it? Yeah, it's, you know, I'll answer that question more intelligently. When, when, when I see the, the, the fallout of the um, of the county championships because yeah. and I know you know the county championships we, we what we have seen Jack in the county champions for the last two years um, has been truncated county champions championships which would start to facilitate the um, the split season more than um, the, the, the county championships which are proposed for this year, which is reverting back to the old formula, which I think an awful lot of people are very, very happy about, Jack. Because, um, you know, I, I scratch my head and I look at that um, formula in, in other counties, how they run their football and hurling championships. And I, you know, and this is not green mist, Jack. Please, please don't get me wrong on this one. I, I, I find it hard to see any system that's better than the system that we have. You know? Yeah. And, um, and and full credit to those for putting it in place and full credit to those for implementing it and seeing that it's carried off. Yeah. I, I, it's all well and good us watching it. You'd love to have a, a player on board and, as you said, win the club championship is over and, and see how, how they've gotten on. But to be fair, like, you, these players are humans at the end of the day and they're, they're not professionals. Um, in a monetary sense, in, in a lifestyle sense they are, but in a monetary sense, unfortunately not. So I think it's nice that they get a break now and they, they might have had a week of downtime before they go back to their clubs. But there is a break in between in the club championship from kind of August kind of time. So um, I was just wondering to get your opinion there. On the... Yeah, but Jack, Jack, from the soundings that I've been taking in the last couple of weeks now since I've been out and about, um, make no mistake about it, there is not universal acceptance of the split season. There oh, are murmurings of, uh, there are murmurings, and you're getting it as well, I'm sure. There are murmurings of this content out there. 
yeah, you're look, you're always going to get that. It, it is going to be weird that we're coming into peak months of summer and hopefully the weather gets better. You can't rely on anything. Um, that we're going to have no football games to go to, and it's very well possible in three weeks we'll have no intercounty action, um, depending on results for the hurlers and the Camogie and Blades football, which is strange, but that's when you encourage people to go back to their clubs. You know, GA is firmly, you know, your club is where you start and it's where you finish, regardless of what happens in the meantime. So if people are crying out for GA action, there is more action, if anything, you know, on a national scale with the club season. But I do, I do see the point, you know, before Limerick probably wouldn't have played a championship game at this stage. You know, it's very possible that they'd only be kind of in their own Munster territory now, you know. So it is, look, yeah. it's going to take time to adjust that. You see, um, uh, the, the, the thing about it is, and uh, like the inter-county scene is coming in and coming to a conclusion and a climax at what is traditionally the best weather of the year. Yeah. While the, the club championship is only starting then and it's coming to its climax, you know, in October and November, which, um, you know, is sometimes very, very inclement. And um, there's that, 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 that to it as well, you know. And um, like, I, I, before I would offer a definitive opinion in a Jack as to whether it's working or not and getting back to the nub of your original question, um, I, I would like to see it um, uh, run on a year in which we would have a full, um, you know, a Limerick Championship with the, the, the tried and trusted formula, which we had to abandon for the last two years because of COVID. And um, um, I, I would like to see that to happen. And it's, it's only then that we can make a judgment. Yeah, and we look, we'll reserve further judgment. Until then, um, a very good answer there from you, Matt. Um, I suppose while Limerick season, well, the men's season was coming to an end, it was the start of the season for the ladies footballers um, on Sunday in Bruffin. It was a disappointing one, Matt. There was, and you're shaking your head there, and I was talking to you this yeah. morning, you, you were in Bruffin. It's a very positive league campaign. It didn't finish how they wanted to, you know, with, with the, the defeat to Offaly and you're kind of saying we'll, we'll kick start the league, but that wasn't to be the case in Brough yesterday. Um, and, and like you couldn't have got a better start now, and you'll talk about it more. But it was 12 points to 1 7 in the end. Antrim, to their credit, deserved the win, you know. But it puts Limerick on the back foot straight away, and we'll get into the context of New York coming and everything like that. But again, it was a disappointing day overall for both football teams. Just as you're about to arrive in America, Jack, New York are getting out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is there, any, is, is there any tie-up? No, Jack. Seriously, I, I, I was fierce disappointed yesterday evening with the result, and I was fierce disappointed altogether for Graham, uh, Graham Shine and the girls. You know, um, I, I look looking back in the game, I, I, I find it very hard um, uh, to put my finger on what went wrong. And now Graham Shine did put me in the picture afterwards as to where he thought it went wrong. And on reflection, I think he's absolutely correct. Um, Limerick were without a game of any type of meaningful game since the 3rd of April. Now, in the meantime, 
Antrim played a two-legged Ulster Junior final against Fermanagh and won twice in, in, in the lead into the championship. So that was ideal preparation. But notwithstanding that, um, Limerick got off to a great start. Now, there was a, a very funny breeze blowing in Brough yesterday. Um, you would have to say that it favoured the team going down there, playing down towards the scoreboard end. But it was more blowing towards the scoreboard um, diagonally yeah. than, than, than it was. Um, and like Limerick got off to a great start and, uh, and um, uh, with the penalty, Katrina Davis offloaded to Amy Ryan. Amy Ryan was pulled down and Katrina Davis clinically finished the penalty. And at that stage, we were 1-3 one, to one point up. And we sort of, like, we didn't build on it. Score-wise. Yeah. And um, uh, Mairead Kavanagh was missing. And, you know, um, Mairead Kavanagh is the ultimate predator around goal. And, and um, she, 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 she was a huge loss, in my view. Um, uh, but um, Antrim Sartre got a grip on it then. Even though they were playing, you know, notionally against the breeze. And they got four points in a on the trot. And um, um, to pull it back to a point, coming up to halftime, and it didn't look great at that stage. Now, Katrina Davis um, got a free just before halftime to give Limerick a two-point cushion. Immediately after the break, Katty uh, Carey, who was the Antrim captain, um, she got a point. But after that, um, there was a scoring lull after that, Jack, of, of um, what, about 18 minutes, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. During which time Limerick got just two points, both them from Cathy Mee, who I thought was outstanding yesterday, and that has nothing got to do with the fact that she's she's from the same club and the same parish as myself. But like, if you yeah. go out and if you no, I, I know you're laughing at it now, Jack. But if you go out, if you go out um, any day and playing playing in playing in an All Ireland Championship match and you kick four points from play, you know, you're a, you're a very very valuable very valuable player. And what I really think, Jack, the defining moment was um, an Antrim sub came on and was immediately, practically immediately ordered back to the bench for 10 minutes, sabbatical, um, uh, on the foot of a yellow card. And Limerick at this stage were three points up. There was 10 minutes to go. And they, 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 they looked to be comfortable enough that it's, the defence looked to be on top. But lo and behold, um, uh, um, uh, instead of it being to Limerick's advantage that Antrim were numerically challenged, what it actually did was it galvanised Antrim. It galvanised them. Now, and they, 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 they had a small bit of look as well, but um, they, they kicked four points in a row when they, were down to, when they were down to 14 players. And a sub came on, Lara, Lara Defonsi came on... Uh, and she was literally seconds on the field when she got a ball over on the far side in rough and kicked the most magnificent point. Yeah, it was a brilliant score, in fairness. That, that seemed to, to, to rally, and it, it, it seemed to get the bit between their teeth. And, um, like, they were leading then by one point with less than five minutes to go. Cathy Carey made it two points. Cathy Mee fought back for Limerick and got a good point. And Cathy... You know, on other days, um, had Luck been with her and, he, you know, had Luck been with Limerick, 
one or two of Catty's points might well end it, have ended up as goals, Jack, which would be yeah. typically Catty. You know? um, but, but they didn't. And she brought it back to a point, but um, Orla Printer then got a, a late point. Um, you know, she hadn't made much of an impact in the game um, against Alva Quaid, um, but, but she got a late point. It was her second of the second half, and, and like it, it fizzled out from there. And um, it was good to see Alva Quaid back at fullback. She hasn't been around for five years. Um, Anya McGrath, who was a member of the 2018 All Ireland final, she, she was named to start, didn't start, but came on. And made a contribution, and um, there were there, there were no debuts from the start, no championship debuts. But um, Graham gave gave um, gave gave um, debuts to to NOD of Ula and and um, um, my own club mates. Um, <laughs> my, my, I'm still Cross Highland from from Ballylandel, um, and um, uh, you know. I, I look. I, I just don't know what went wrong in the last ten minutes. Three points up, Antrim down to fourteen point, play, um, point uh, fourteen players seemed to have a certain level of control, and everything went away. So yeah, very very Sometimes. disappointing. Puts Limerick under a lot of pressure, Jack. As as we explained last week, it's a three-team group. With with, yeah. Perma, um, with Antrim, New York, and Limerick, and now what's coming up is that Antrim are playing New York next Saturday. They're at home to New York, and um, were Antrim to beat New York, um, it'll be a winner take all when when uh, New York come to to Limerick, which is on next Wednesday week. We, I know we're recording on a Monday. We 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 won't probably be going out until much later in the week, but it's on on Wednesday. This Wednesday week, 22nd. so 22nd, and um, a venue to be decided, possibly the Gaelic grounds, I'm told, but they're, they're, it's not written in stone, there's nothing like that, but the, the permutations are such, um, if you had a situation where New York were to beat Limerick, or beat Antrim, then you had a huge challenge, because um, it, 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 you, you would be forced with having to beat New York. Yeah. Which the only redeeming feature in that is that you're only minus two points. You're, you're minus yeah. two cha champion points, which and scoring difference, you're you're minus two. Yeah, it just it just gets tricky that you're kind of you know winning is hard enough not to mind winning by a certain margin when players have points totals in their heads and things. It'll only be two or three anyway with with the men or that victory, but you know like. Limerick now are kind of waiting for next Saturday's game as well, or next Sunday's game as well, which is, you know, it's never easy for a team to wait. And, you know, if Limerick had beaten Armagh or Antrim, it would have been as simple as we beat New York and we're through or we draw, you know. But, look, I don't doubt that Graham Shine's side will bounce back. You talk about, you know, kind of what went wrong, you know, like Cork, Midhay and Parky Cueve with the extra men. But we've seen so often, Matt, that some teams are so prepared that when something like a black card happens or, you know, they're down a player with a red or whatever, that they just can't adjust because they were so ready for playing 15 on 15. So I'm sure Graham Shine will get the side back in. And You had possibly, Jack, you had possibly converse reactions um, or opposite reactions yeah. with uh, to Limerick's black card in Cork with Gordon Brown. 
And um, Antrim's black card, it, 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 it absolutely galvanised Antrim, definitely, no question about it. Now, um, um, I was, Graham Shine I was is, is quite happy that, that, that the game on yesterday will bring on his team an awful lot. Like, um, he, he, he was he was going around scrambling, looking for 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 um for, for challenge games and couldn't get them, you know, and had eventually to play one or two club teams. So you know, not the ideal preparation when when Antrim were in the cauldron of of of, of playing championship games. So they they came with a big advantage, Jack. Yeah, and for like I know you, you mentioned Al McQuaid, it was six years for her, but there's a lot of those players that haven't played championship in. A couple of years, three or four, the likes of Cathy Mee hit the ground running. And Cathy Mee was very like Adrian's performance for the for the men's team, you know, four from play, a wing forward. And they weren't gimmies by any means. I mean, they were brilliant scores. And the highlights are on our website there if you want to have a look. I know it'll be three or four days removed. But um, on the black card thing, or I suppose on players coming back, you know, as you said, that'll bring on leaps and bounds that yeah, you can't compare. No. First of all, championship intensity, but when you're playing club teams, it's probably not the same, and you're not up for it the same way as you would be, no matter how good the club team is. But just on the black card for myself, I was always a forward. I went into the goals, and you know, defenders have a natural instinct to defend where forwards don't, as such. And when you have an extra man, you kind of, or as a forward, you'd be more inclined to say, "Okay, we have an extra player back there. I have to do less work," and that kind of sends ripples. Not less work, but. I might necessarily have to pick up someone and then when two are doing that, you, they actually have an extra person. So, you know, um, it can work against other teams. Unfortunately, that's what happened. But as we said, they'll learn from it. Um, they'll have New York. They'll have to beat New York regardless. I think that's the big message is... That's no the big message. They have to beat New York. Yeah, they have look, to beat Wednesday week, as we said, uh, June 22nd. Um, looking like the Gala Crowns, we don't know. It remains to be seen. It'll be an evening game, so it'll have to be in the lights. Well, you'd have... You'd imagine you need lights. I know. I suppose it's it's half eight now. It's still fairly bright, but you know, a bad day, and it'll be dark at, at eightish or so, getting dark. So the best of luck to Graham Shine and his side, and it'll be interesting to see their response. We saw it for the men's team, you know. So hopefully that the women's team can do the same. I suppose in more positive news on Saturday, the Camogie team picked up a win, and it, as John Lilla said, it was a long time coming, you know, and it has been a long time for the side, and, and they fought hard, you know, in the league and in the championship last year, and the Dominoes just didn't fall for lane that they kind of needed a bit of luck, and they didn't get really, didn't really get luck um, in Kappa Moore, but when the chips were down and they were level so many times, it was Cueva Costa that popped up with two scores, and they held out at the other end, and I suppose keeping a clean sheet would have been main or a huge thing for John Lillis side, because in the game, 11 points to nine, there's no room for conceding the goal. And when chances came, Limerick took them. And that could be the springboard that we've been kind of looking for, for this team that have, you know, they fought very hard this year. And the Clare game to get a crown just one that really got away. And we saw what Clare did. Now it's Limerick's turn that they can build on this victory. Momentous, really. Yeah, yeah. And first of all, Jack, may I say that... Um... Um, it, it, it was a very, very pleasurable experience, and I hadn't been at the ground for a long time to visit the Capamore ground. They, they have excellent facilities out there, um, and their, 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 their organization of the event and the, um, the hands-on approach in organizing, everything was organized to a T out there, and um, full credit to them, and it has to be said about them, and they had everything absolutely excellent, and it just goes to show um, 
that clubs like Capamore are quite capable and have the facilities to stage important inter-county games. And um, uh, and another thing that struck me about the place was that there was a decent crowd there who were able to create a decent atmosphere. Hmm. And I think when, when Limerick came into the home straight and was close, by God, Jack, did they make themselves hurt. You know, they... They just really, really got behind the team. But as for the game, like a, a small bit of tongue-in-cheek, I suppose, with, with John Lillis, when we when we went to speak to him after, he said it was unusual for him to be speaking, be giving interviews after winning, that he was used to giving them after losing. Which, um, But no question, Jack, whatsoever. None whatsoever. Uh, the better team won. And mm. that's not being green misty eyed now or anything like that. It would have been a travesty and an injustice had Limerick lost. Now Limerick played against a very strong wind that blew straight down. If you know the Capamore pitch, um, that 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 blew straight down the field in in in, in the first half, and um, it, it it blew in. It was it was it was blowing into the clubhouse end, and and um, awfully were forced to score, but. Um, Quivelines immediately replied with a point, but I think it was obvious, uh, ominous for um, for um, Offley very very early on because by the tenth minute, Jack, I noted it. While Slimerick had only one point on the board, they had shot three wides and hit the post twice. So that that will give you an, um, a, a sense of. Uh, a certain amount of dominance that Limerick exacted from the start against the Breeze. But Jack, every player in a green jersey, you know, they fought, they battled, they fought for every single thing. Every single thing. There was no space. You must remember Mairead Tehan. She was the architect of sending Limerick into Division 2 in the relegation final in Monegal when she got three goals. She had to be satisfied with a point from a free. On, on Saturday, she was yeah. so well, so well policed. Um, you know, every girl from 1 to 15 and those that came off the bench, Jack, they gave it everything. They gave it everything, irrespective of the result. Um, um, and you, you, you would be proud now to be a Limerick person and to see the superb effort. Now, you, you must remember, Jack, that, that confidence couldn't have been high in the camp. They hadn't won a game in the League of the Championship this year. They had shifted a very heavy beating in Kilkenny. This was the team, awfully, that had, had relegated them from Division One Komogi for next year. So, like, the Omens weren't great, you know, going into the game. And it needed that type of response. And I, I'd be pretty confident, Jack, that, 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 that Limerick are going to drive on from here. Yeah, I want to get, no, uh, talk about that there because... You know, Kenny and Galway are through now. Um, Antrim are point ahead and Limerick have them in the last round. But there should be a kind of a buzz in the camp now that they have that double header with Down, the juniors are playing. That's on the, the weekend of the 26th of June. But Limerick now, you know, they have they have destiny in their own hands, you know. Obviously, Antrim are ahead of them, but they will play them, you know. And it's like... They have. And that one supreme bit of effort, um, you know... It, 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 it has turned the season around and it has turned the dynamic around, mm. Jack, because 
But uh, just an interesting thing now, and um, I know you're going to tell me stop because mm. you usually do when I go down this road. Um, Offaly had their first two games at home, yeah, and their three remaining game, their three remaining games are away, away to Limerick, Kilkenny, and down. So yeah, I, I suppose I that's an issue. To, you just have to keep flagging. You know that's not fair either. Like yeah, that's. If they've been the computer, they should get a new one because that particular one is malfunctioning if that's what it comes up with. You're after expanding in the green mist to green, white and gold, Mr. Farofli. But no, look, it, it, it's wrong in fairness. No, I'm, like I'm, it, I'm, I'm, I'm being consistent, Jack, and making the point. Yeah, no, that's completely fair. And it's completely unfair mm -hmm. then for, for the team because, you know, it, it's all well and good starting great at home, but... Then if you lose three in the bounce and you're still true, like you're on, you know, you're at hiding to nothing. Then in, in the yeah. in the knockout stages, and it's it's just wrong, but, and you but, wouldn't but, see but, it in the men's but, game. But, I don't think. But you went to the minutiae of the permutations, Jack. Mm. What happened to lose to Kilkenny? If Limerick didn't, if Limerick lost to both down and um, and um, Antrim, Limerick would still be be safe by virtue of the head to head. Yeah. Could mean that Offaly are on a maximum of three points, but I I don't expect that it's going to come down to that at all. I I'd be pretty confident. Um, I, I I'd be pretty pretty confident now, and I'd be fierce disappointed if they don't beat down. That's no disrespect yeah. to down. I but, think for um, Limerick, it's I, a case. It's a case of looking up rather than down, you know, and see can we get ahead of Antrim, you know, and again we're referring back to the footballers, but. It was the same that night in Port Leash when they when they beat Leash that before the game there was a chance to be pulled into the mire into the relegation pit, but they got the win and we don't get promotion. So, you know, this could be the launch pad that they've been looking for. Um and as you said, down like Limerick will Limerick would have fancied their chances against down regardless. But if you come in off the back of three successive defeats, you know, confidence will be down. Whereas now they've they've got over that that they got the monkey off the back that was just getting a championship win. Um, it was hard fought as well, you know. Sometimes if you hammer a team, you kind of get, I suppose, a false sense of where you are. But there was not that wasn't the case, you know. Offaly gave as good as they got, and, and Limerick were the ones left standing at the end of the game. And you know, momentum is definitely with them heading into down. But um, and Jack, um, I, I, I have, um, you know, I, I look at, I, I was particularly looking at the younger players, and I was um, particularly. Um, you know, the new players and see how they were performing. I thought Theresa Dore, who plays for Komogi with Charvel, she's, she's from Ban Og, um, played exceptionally well. I thought Stephanie Wolf, um, uh, LB Larkin, um, Sarah O'Brien, they played very well. And very, very heartening towards the finish, Jack. Um, Michelle Curtin was introduced. Um, now, she had her tonsils out um, a couple of weeks ago and wasn't... Um, you know, ha has been off the scene for a couple of weeks, and um, she she showed uh, in 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 her cameo appearance when she came on what an asset she will be, and she she got back and made made a very very important hook at a stage when Offaly could have got a goal, and as you rightly pointed out at the start, that that, that um, a goal would have been crucial in the game, but it would have been rough justice in Limerick. But um, Michelle just showed like what she's what she's going to bring to the table. Now, hopefully, for the for in, in the coming games, but like the, 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 the let's say the experienced brigade, you know, they led the way, no question about it, no no question whatsoever. You'd Kramer, 
um, who, who of course was knows every patch of of the Capamore pitch. Um, she was excellent at full back, and you had um, uh, you had I thought Mairead Ryan Mairead Ryan got an excellent point. If you saw the yeah. highlights, Jack, you you probably see it an, an absolutely excellent point. Um, Sophie Sophie um, Callahan. I, I was hugely impressed with Sophie O'Callaghan in the Limerick Championship last year when she was playing at centre back. Yeah, and she 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 brought a good element of that now to the county. And um, I, I thought Neve Ryan was outstanding at midfield. You know, and then then, then you had Rebecca De Lee, Quiva Costello, um, um, Quiva Lyons, and Lorraine McCarthy. Lorraine McCarthy made one crucial interception, Jack, in which she won possession, if you, 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 you recall, one possession, held it off, held it up, and her, the timing of her offload was absolutely perfect to Quiva Costa to put it over the bar. You know, without exception, and you clear Keating in goals, fair play to Claire Keating back, back after a couple of years of an absence, and and possesses a very, very, very long puck out and an accurate puck out. Like there's, there's a lot, of, and a lot. And I didn't mention Marion Quaid, who was rock solid at cornerback, the captain. Jack, there was a lot of positives. You, you people will probably be saying to me now, "Oh, you think the little windy all Ireland?" You know, I don't. But um, um, I, I think that um, Limerick are in, you know, um, circumstances. Let's say conspired against them. In the league and the championship, and I believe now that they um, you know, they've got their season up and running, and um, the, the, the confidence will be high, and it it won't be lost on them, Jack. That that you know, here is an opportunity to make it through to the last six, and a quarter final place, and that that would be a measure of progress, and it it it, it will be a measure of progress when you can compare it with where. Where Limerick were a week ago, even. Yeah. It will just give you an indication of the value and what one win can do. And um, let's hope and uh, let's hope that they'll derive the confidence that we expect they will from 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 that victory over Down and um, like uh, uh, sorry over Offaly and a second victory over Down would will put them very very much in a strong position going to Antrim. Now, yeah. going tantrum is going to be tough. Kenny found that out last week. They had to pull out our last Sunday, last weekend, last Saturday. They had to pull out all the stops to beat him up there. Yeah, but um, for, there'll be a tough for, to crack up there. For it's down. It's down at the yeah. moment, you know, and you won't be. It's down at the moment. You can forget yeah. about Antrim until you beat down, and then you can be looking at, I suppose, it'll probably yeah. be a winner takes all clash. Um, that Antrim one, if they can beat down, but the best look to yeah. to John Lillis and his side. Um. You know, hopefully you can build on it. Um, and that Jack, Jack, when you return from when you return from Yankee Land, we will hope that we'll have taken a giant step towards the knockout of the Camogie Championship. Yeah, I'll be home the weekend that weekend that they're playing Antrim. So please, God, it'll be looking forward to a winner takes all clash. Um, before we go, Matt, we've fifty-one minutes to talk. I know, you, I, I don't, I know you don't like when I spring things on you, but I suppose. Coming back to the to the football because it was the big story of the weekend that we finished. Um, it was a brilliant year for Limerick. If you had to pick out maybe one or two players that impressed you the most throughout the year, 
from 2022 and I know you'd rather have more time to look at it and at the end of the year we will look back but who kind of comes to mind from that football team? Well, Keane Sheehan comes to mind immediately. Mm. You, you know, Todd had a very, very good year, Keane Corbett. Um, Brian Fanning made a huge difference when he came back, Jack. Uh, make yeah. no mistake about it. Um, like, you, you mentioned James Norton there. Um, like, James Norton had a very, very, very good year. And I was hugely impressed also, and, you know, this mightn't be directly answering your question. I was hugely impressed with the cameo appearances of Robbie Burke. Yeah. He made some very, very telling um, appearances from, from, from the bench. You know, and um, I, I, I thought Killian Fahey had a very, very good year. You know? Yeah, if I, um, if I was answered, um, sorry to cross your I go with Killian Fahey. Um, I thought he was brilliant in midfield because I didn't really know how it would work. I thought he was, you know, he was a real key cog at centre forward, but he's a brilliant long range shooter. He's excellent hands, yeah. as we know. Um, he's, you know, works very hard. Um, and I thought in the league final, you know, you really missed him when he went off early. And I suppose that's always a sign of a good player that when they're, they're missing their line. But you look, as you were starting to, you could make a case for, for any of the players, you know, they were all brilliant. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of the same lads that were there in 2017, languishing in Division Division 4, and it's that bit of confidence that Billy gave them and that you start to win games, you know. So, hopefully they can... Bit, they bit, can, bit, they can... Bit, bit, bit of coaching as well, Jack, and I suppose um, it, it would be wrong when, when, when we're concluding the, the, the season. Um, um, Billy has a very, very strong backroom team, and... Um, um, Give particular reference to Adrian O'Brien on strength mm. and conditioning. Like, you know, I, I think Adrian has done an absolutely fantastic job. And um, yeah. I, I think that's universally accepted, Jack, you know. Yeah, oh, it is. And look, it takes a fair athlete to fill out those jerseys or a sponsor, you know, they could hide a small bit if it's there. And you see it's with both hurlers and footballers. They're filling out those jerseys in all the right areas for an inter-county athlete. So the work Adrian O'Brien is doing definitely, and obviously there's been, Joe Billy's had a share of coaches now and Morris Horan came back this year and we've had yeah, Shane Kelly in that role and Brian Beckley an and Shamey's in there as well, you know, so like fair play to Billy and his team. And look, we will, we will dissect the season in whole as we get towards the end of the year. I just wanted to ask that quick question there. Um, we nearly have an hour in the clock, Matt. I might just ask before we go, we're down to six in the All-Ireland Championship. Limerick are still two weeks away. What will be the semi-final pairing in four words? And what will be the final pairing then, now that we know the last six? Limerick and Wexford, uh, Kilkenny and Cork. <laughs> Kilkenny and Limerick. Your end? Kilkenny and Limerick. And then, with, I know I didn't ask you, but the winner... What do you think? <laughs> uh, it's interesting they're going there with the, the third place teams. The route Limerick took in, in 2018 to, I suppose, upset the odds, but you're going for the Leinster and Munster champions. Um, I, for what it's worth, I think I think Clare will beat Wexford. Um, I think Cork will be Goddard. What agreement there? I think Limerick will beat Cork, and I think Kilkenny will beat Limerick. So we have, or Kilkenny will beat Clare. So we both have the same final pairing, knowing us. It'll probably be, I suppose, Cork and I, I might be totally wrong, Jack. I might be totally wrong, but um, I, I, I think um, you must. And, and this is not. I'm not basing my judgment on this. O over the weekend, 
we saw the defeat of the four defeated football finalists. Mm. Roscommon, Limerick, Donegal and Kildare. Now, you're not comparing like for like. Um, it, no, it, well, you are to a certain degree, you know. But I, I, I have a feeling that, that, that Clare will, 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 will take him. Um, there will be a dent in their confidence after the Munster final and they're going to be without Rory Hayes and going to be without Peter Duggan. Yeah, huge losses. Um, and we won't get into that. Um, you know. Huge losses. Plus the fact that, that we know we know that there's a big game in Wexford. But we also know, Jack, and don't forget it, that there's a big game in Galway. Yeah, I know. I know you went for Cork I, there. I, I, I'm going for Cork a bit, but... Um, because it's probably safer to do so because we don't know what Galway will turn up, you know. Um, yeah. I, I was awfully disappointed. Um, I, I very disappointed with the whole Galway performance in the Leinster final. And of course, we spoke last week about the, the, the off the field on, on the sideshow charade that was, that was going yeah. on, but um, no more about that. But, um, you know, um, that, that, that there were some players in Galway that on the day in the Leinster final didn't step up to the mark, and you would have to ask the question: like they, they weren't Galway wasn't terrible far off to Kenny, nevertheless, you know. But you'd have to ask the question, Jack, if these players were to hit hit the ground running against Cork, Cork could be in a bit of trouble. Oh, definitely under day Galway are definitely a match for any team, Limerick included. I just think Cork will build momentum coming through. Um, that entrance test would have been a good test to get, you know. Um. For what it's worth, I think if Clare were drawn with Galway or Cork, I'd be going for Galway or Cork, um, considering what Limerick had to do against, or Clare had to do against Limerick, and that will have taken a lot out of him. But look, it'll be rain to be seen. When I'm home, we record next. It'll probably be the All-Ireland uh, final we're looking to. But we might, I might touch base when we're in America. It's going to be eight hours, I think, is the difference. But uh, I'll be watching those quarterfinals you- with interest have in... You- have you designs in getting me up at four o'clock in the morning, Jack? Mm, no, sure. I'm eight hours. I'll be up all hours. That's a. I got. I could be. I could still be working off the Ireland schedule if the the nightclubs are good enough over there. I'll probably be watch. I'll watch the quarterfinals anyway with with great interest this weekend. Um, I don't really mind who comes through. We'll know. We'll know on Saturday evening who Limerick have on July third. I'll be home for that game. We might record before the game. Um, it's on a crow park, but. For now, any, I think we'd call a day. We're up to the hour mark. I just want to mention something um, about the bizarre series of results in the minor football championship. Go on. We, we had Cork went down to Kerry and got beaten by 14 points and failed to score from play in the, in the semi-final. And Cork then got back through the back door and beat Tipperary, who had won phase one. And then went on to beat Kerry by 11 points in the Munster final, a turnaround of 25 points in 19 days. Right? Yeah. In the, in the Ulster final, um, Tyrone beat Derry. And lo and behold, last Saturday, Derry beat Cork very comfortably and Kerry beat Tyrone. Yeah, I know. Look, at I think the Jack, I think you thank you to God you're not asking me to call those games. No, I think just at under seventeen, you know, you're you're still very young. There's probably fifteen year olds playing that 
men like you know you're not mature at that age if you're losing in a game you could throw in the towel or if you're for beating like you might you probably have no fear playing anyone you know so and they're probably well able to recover from those type of defeats they'd have you know school and relationships and all those things to be distracting them other sports they're probably playing a load of sports so you know they're probably going from game to game and just taking it as it comes so yeah but it is very it is very interesting and as you said, you wouldn't want to be to be back in those games or, or, or relying on those results to go in for you. But um, no. look, it's an hour there as we're talking. I think we'll leave it there. Um, a huge thank you to you, Matt. It'll be a two-week delay, but Treaty Talk will go ahead as it is. Um, we'll be recording the, the football preview for the Senior Championship in the meantime, so that'll be coming to you um, the week before. But uh, for now, well done to the Kamoi team. Commiserations to both football teams. The ladies will be back in action on June 22nd, as we said, for Billy Lee and his team, it's, it's uh, the end of a memorable season, shall we say. And for the Camogie team, the 26th of June will be a doubleheader for the senior and junior. So um, a lot to look forward to. But for now, thank you and goodbye. Cheers, Jack. Fashion the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the Sunday game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. That's the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left?